0: 20 Vision, 20 Vision, 20 Vision Podcast.
1: All right. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the 20 Vision Podcast, the show where we help 20 somethings navigate the defining decade. I'm your host, Colin McQuillan, and I want to thank you again for tuning in to another episode. It's great to have you listening, whether you're an avid listener and this is your first time tuning in. And I'm stoked for this week's guest, guys. I know we didn't have a podcast last week. Um, just preparing a couple guests coming up the next few weeks. But he's an entrepreneur, motivator, and always refusing mediocrity. And I'm happy to welcome Pat O'Driscoll onto the 20 Vision Podcast. Pat, thanks for being here, man. Thank
0: you, Colin. I appreciate it. Excited to be here.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, for everyone listening, I was just telling Pat that he came up on on social media for me when i was doing 75 hard last year i think the the algorithm fed me his content and uh the motivation he was dropping and providing so i was very uh i was very happy about that at the time and glad to have you on now like i said but um we'll start off with the hard hitting questions we do this every every episode three questions not super serious and then we'll get into uh you know the meat and bones of of the podcast here but We'll start with the first one. Um, from following you, I've, I've noticed you're really big on productivity, maximizing your time. What's your favorite piece of productivity tech or whether it's an app or something mm-hmm. that you have to keep you productive throughout the day?
0: That is a great question. I've never had that question before. Um, and I'm actually going to talk about a recent productive tool I've used. It's called Brain FM. Uh, it's basically just like, a, it's like Spotify, but for like lo-fi focus music. And um, I used to like rip YouTube, lo-fi, like chill playlists to be like more focused. And this is sick because basically you have a bunch of different options. So if you're trying to focus, there's like focus sounds or whatever. There's like ones before sleep. There's ones for meditation. It's like, I highly recommend it. I'm big on like, I can't just work in silence. And so this Mm -hmm. has been a solution for me to really get locked in
1: that's awesome. I might have to, I might have to get that for myself because yeah. I was big on like the four hour YouTube, uh, low five. Yeah. yeah. So I hear you. Yep. I hear you. Um, all right. right, we'll, we'll kind of get into your college experience a little bit more and what you're doing right now, but, but quick and easy just to start off. What's, what's been your favorite part of college? What's your best memory from college?
0: Hmm. That's a great question. Um, I would say, honestly, I would say, you know, a lot of the relationships I've built here at college, I think I've had this unique experience in which, you know, I'm pursuing something I would consider somewhat out of the ordinary, especially here at Bentley. Um, But the support system and friends I've I've really built here has been fantastic. Um, In terms of the best part, um, you know, I feel like college is kind of known as to be like the best, best four years of life. And I always make that the goal to, for it to not be my best four years yeah. of my life, just because I hope that there's more to life than <laughs> dorm rooms and frat parties. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, I, um, yeah, no, I really just, I really appreciate the p- people I've met here and uh yeah, I, I've loved the the situation kind of just trying to build a business out of this little dorm room has been just like glamorous for me. So.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. It's funny you say that. I think one of my, favorite pieces of, of advice I got when I graduated from a professor of mine was if call like your four years of college were your best years like you're kind of <laughs> kind of done for that's a bummer like yeah you know, I want yeah. to do big things basically so absolutely. yeah awesome absolutely awesome and, and you're a big fitness guy another topic we'll hit on what uh what's your favorite gym best gym you've ever gone to maybe you've only gone once oh. it's here it's your go-to place daily where uh where do you like to go
0: yeah man so um locally I, I think massachusetts is a rough rough spot for gyms uh that being said i'll shout out gym hub boston it's this new gym that's like, it's like this exclusive personal training gym um, run by IFBB pro just opened up it's super sick um it's kind of like a hole in the wall in boston it's finally like that like hardcore bodybuilding gym that massachusetts has been lacking i feel like um and then outside of mass probably one of my favorites is uh Kissing Me Muscle down in Florida. It's kind of like an iconic gym um, outside of Orlando. So it's like the guy there is another like pro bodybuilder and it's just a super sick environment. Um, So yeah, those those are my top two all time.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thanks for playing along with the hard-hitting questions. Uh, always fun to to open up the the podcast with those. So now we'll now we'll get into really what we're here to talk about, and and that's you, what you're doing, and some advice that you have for everyone listening. So if we could just start mm-hmm. kind of at a baseline, you know, give us some background on yourself. Where are you from? Um, what do you do now? What do you like? What are you up to?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so grew up in Hingham, Massachusetts my entire life, uh, like 25 minutes south of Boston. Um, attended All Guys School, BC High, in Dorchester for high school. Um, largely was focused on playing lacrosse, and eventually went on to play lacrosse at uh, Bentley University. Um, at the same time, built a real passion for fitness and self-development. Um, and so in the back of my mind, during my freshman year playing College across. It was almost like, do I really want to be spending all this time playing college lacrosse, or like, do I want to work out more and maybe even start a business? And so that eventually led me to stepping away from lacrosse, not to quit, in sort of like a I don't want to do the work type mentality. More of the, I think I can do more here. Um, and so what I did was I, I pursued fitness pretty hard. Um, that was always like my passion. I pursued like powerlifting at a competitive level for a bit, um, and then I really took a step back and I realized. A lot of these kids at Bentley, or the culture at Bentley, it's you know a lot of finance, like it's a business school, so they they mm-hmm. breed um, finance and accountants and marketing students, which is fantastic. It's awesome, I, and I love the environment here. Um, but I, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur um, ever since you know it's the classic like oh, I was starting business as a kid or stuff like that. But um, I really became like obsessed with entrepreneurship in high school, um, really when I found Gary Vee, um, and I became like a Gary Vee super fan. I went to like his meetup. He had a meetup in Boston. He's speaking at a karate convention. And I was like 16, 15 or 16, I was like, I need to go see Gary Vee, And so I I uh dropped a whopping like 150 on a ticket to his seminar or whatever. Um, but yeah, that 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 passion for entrepreneurship really started to pick up. And as I was approaching kind of like the edge of college where it's like, all right, you need to figure, figure stuff out here. Um, I was like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pursue entrepreneurship. And one thing that I learned from, you know all my consumption of entrepreneurship and uh, self-development content was, you know, look at what you're skilled at, look at what your interests are. Um, and so I was creating content on YouTube. I knew how to use a camera I was above average at that. So I was like, okay, let's just run around to local businesses and I'll create content for you. And I was kind of just like a videographer freelancer, um, for a bit, my junior year of college. And, uh, quickly I discovered the agency space. Um, which kind of kept snowballing onto all these new opportunities and businesses. And then I had this realization where, you know, I was helping a lot of local businesses, but I became obsessed with e-commerce space. Um, and so, yeah, I, I ran Omedia, which is a digital marketing company for the last year. Um, and just recently I've launched a bigger and better agency that actually offers way more uh, services uh, called the Visionary Group with two partners, one, uh, one based in California, one in Texas. Um, And as soon as I get out of here, out of Bentley, I'm moving right down to Texas and uh, pursuing that full time. So I'm really excited and uh, yeah, really blessed to feel like I feel like I have something going, you know, when you're pursuing entrepreneurship, it's, it's very easy to doubt doubt yourself a lot. I'm sure we could touch on that more, but um, yeah, I'm really happy where
1: I'm at right now. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's incredible, man. And I think it's pretty cool that you, you made a good point where you said, you know i'm not quitting or moving on from lacrosse because i don't want to put the effort in i just want to put my effort into something else that i am more passionate about and i think that's right. truly important and something that we get lost in in our 20s it's like oh well i've got to put the blinders on and just do what i've been told to do or what i thought mm. i've wanted to do this entire time and in in turn it's like you put that effort somewhere else and then it becomes you know this beast if you will that you're you're involved in now, and it's you know running your own business and and big things coming, so that's uh Absolutely. that's incredible now let's let's maybe start with building this business in college and and scaling it up. Um, mm. I am a big believer, which I think is uh popular, you know it's a fifty fifty split this opinion. Um, I think Mm. college is much more about relationships and experience. I was not so much worried myself about, uh, grades at the time. I was more worried about who I'd meet and I feel like who I met has paid off bigger for me. I can imagine that balancing scaling a business, uh, and entrepreneurship in general combined with classes is pretty, is pretty difficult. How do you balance those two things? And, and what was that like at the beginning when you had to start like Really building things up.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that the fir- like, the majority of the beginning of my college experience, I was very, very much focused on the grades. Right, like, I I had it in my mind, like, I'm gonna go pursue maybe an investment banking job or some something in finance. That was the original goal, more because I thought that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, but uh, yeah, so so. You know originally when i'm just doing this little videography stuff like little projects here and there um i i was very much focused on still maintaining those grades and like trying to execute because i i had so much doubt in myself i didn't know what the hell i was doing um so and then quickly once i saw like a little bit momentum and i really like things started to get going i was like okay like i can kind of lift my pedal off the gas with school like it's i (laughs) let's and, and almost like this is like i i don't recommend this to everyone but there's this like burn the boats mentality where it's like, you know what, let's just go all in on this. And you know, maybe I don't get the best grades in college and maybe I can't get that finance job. And honestly, I don't even want that finance job. And this would be a blessing (laughs) in disguise for me to like actually be motivated to make this work. Um, So yeah, man, I, I, uh, I was lucky to kind of spread out my classes a bit. So I took some classes over the summer and i have like a lighter load my senior year so i'm like a part-time student um so i've kind of spread out my classes if you can do it i recommend trying to spread it out so you don't have a full course load um so i have like three classes instead of five which has been awesome um and then yeah i also a big thing for me is especially in college when you have the flexibility of choosing your own schedule um i recommend trying to have it like almost batch your classes so i only have classes monday wednesday And like, those are like my weekend days. So I try to focus entirely on school those days. Um, and then the other five days of the week are really all about business. So, um, yeah, it's, it's tough. And the big thing, I would say school isn't the biggest distraction. I'd say that it's the social part. That's the biggest distraction. I think that like going out, you want to be friends, like you want to have friends, you want, you don't want to just be like stuck in your dorm room, grinding on business, um, and that's been, that's been probably the biggest difficulty I'm facing this semester is like my friends are calling me a hermit because literally I'm just in, in this room on Zoom calls with clients and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's like, I always think I was like, am I going to regret this? Like I should, like all my friends, it's the last semester of senior year. Like, should I be going out more? Um, at the end of the day, I think where my goals are and where I'm aligning myself, it's, it's more just head down, let's get this business really scaled. So when I'm out of college, I'm, I'm in a solid spot
1: yeah so you kind of hit on what my next question was going to be, which is I'm sure that apart from school, that pressure from your friends and people, even just you know seeing people on social media going out on a what whatever it may be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Tuesday, right. whatever you want to do, <laughs> um, you know that's tough to to turn down. Would you say that has you know you talk about doubt and and maybe we can kind of talk about that in full? now but mm. is that you know does that let is that an area where doubt kind of creeps in you're like man like like you said like oh what am I do? like I'm a second semester senior in college should I just be like at the bar right now with my friends <laughs> yeah. and then you're yeah. kind of realizing well wait it's like the rest of my life that I'm working on right now right uh, right how do yeah. you how do you balance that do you feel like that's where doubt creeps in the most where does where does that doubt come from
0: I'll be honest. the The, the doubt has very like the doubt has relinquished. It's really diminished a lot just because I have this proof of concept, right? So mm-hmm. I'm in a really I'm really happy with where I'm at right now. And if we had this conversation back in the summer, I was full on imposter syndrome, full self doubt, mm-hmm. because during that summer, this is like the ju- the summer between junior and senior year. All my buddies are working at awesome internships. Like they have awesome jobs lined up, making probably. 80k starting out of college like just like i was like okay like this is awesome and guess what i'm making whoa! i just made a thousand dollars in this month with stupid like little videography projects for a smoothie company and like all this stupid stuff <laughs> so like at that point i was like man what the hell am i doing but um you know one thing one thing that's awesome about entrepreneurship and it, it doesn't necessarily happen for you know it can take a while is that the growth can be very exponential um and so when you feel like you're kind of at this low point and you're like, man, what am I doing? Kind of self-doubt. Everyone else is making a decent amount of money with their internships and have stuff lined up. But once things take off, it's really, really like exponential. Um, and, you know, now I'm at that spot where I'm like, okay, you know, I don't need, I'm not worried about a job right now. I've kind of proven, proven to myself that like I can start a business. I know how to sell. I know how to like provide services. And like, once you kind of have that like proof, proof to yourself, that's really what it is. Hmm. That doubt kind of, Goes away,
1: um, yeah. Would you would you say you're a patient person to begin with, or is that, uh, is that learned? Because I know myself, it's like it's and for a lot of people, it's tough to like sit back and keep saying to yourself, okay, maybe this isn't working right now, but the next <clears throat> one, that's going to be the one. And then what happens when the next mm. one isn't it? And you have to keep telling yourself that and keep rolling because really, like you said, it's that proof in front of you that's like, okay, now I do have a plan and in front of me is like I can keep the lights on and buy groceries <laughs> right <laughs> like, right that's good right. to
0: know. <laughs> yeah yeah that's um that's a great point and um I think you know I think it's really for for one your, your initial question was like is this learned it's definitely learned it's definitely mm-hmm. I think especially like we're in this society that we're in right now we're so used to just like quick dopamine immediate everything's so quick um you know you can with all technology, everyone's attention spans, I feel like is very low. And so, you know, grinding out sales emails and all this like really monotonous tasks that you see no initial benefit. It is tough. Like that was a huge uh, issue for me. And one thing that you touched upon was like, okay, this didn't work, but like, what about the next thing? I hope this is going to work. My kind of st- uh, stance on that is just to eliminate the the really hype about the next thing and just focus on the task at hand. So for example, I was like, Largely focused on the outcome of, you know, X amount of month per month. Like I need to make this amount of money instead of focusing on, like, what are the daily goals, daily habits that really accumulate to that, and just being so happy and focused on winning the day of like those initial those tasks you need to get done in the day instead of placing all my happiness on like an outcome, which is like mm-hmm. dollars. Like instead, place your happiness on the actual like actions, I guess. So that was a huge turnaround for me and. Um, especially for my mental health, like, yeah, I'll be honest, yeah. there was some, there's some like, there was some like, teary, like, de- like, I wasn't depressed, but like I was getting very emotional. Like mm-hmm. if things weren't working out, I'd be all stressed out. Um, but yeah, just, just focus at the task at hand. And, you know, I think just, I don't know if it's a good mentality, but I kind of have low expectations. So like, if I land a client or like I hop into a sales call, I don't get too emotional. I'm just like, kind of this abundance mentality is like, it is what it is. And if I don't get them, it's like, all right, on to the next one. If I do, I'm like happy about it. So, just yeah.
1: just try to stay chill. You know, it's it's tough, but managing yeah. expectation. Yeah, I mean, in in those yeah. situations, I I see why that's helpful. It helps you to kind of move on. Have that short term memory in terms of like maybe a time where you you would fail. Can you know based on whatever it may be we're talking right. about?
0: Right. But um, right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, so maybe maybe diving more into the business itself, like you're going to move to Texas after graduation. I would assume, knowing the fitness industry uh, a bit myself, that I mean that's where everyone's kind of going. So I would assume that's why maybe that move is happening. If is that the case, and and what is the the business? Talk a little bit more about what you do on a day to day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So for Texas. yeah, my my partner Cannon, who I'll, exp- I'll expand on kind of business a second but uh my partner Canon he's been living down there and like you said a lot of people are flocking to um Austin, Houston. Um Houston has offland which is like the big pop-in gym right now. It's like the new LA area. Um I'm I'm kind of like I don't want to be too like cliché like go to Houston, live in Houston, yeah. <laughs> be a part of that whole scene cuz like literally that gym is like you go in there, the videos I've seen, I haven't been yet. It's like, it's like everyone has a camera propped up. Yeah. Everyone's an influencer. I'm like, bro, I don't even like that influence. Kind of so like, yeah. it's a lot, it's a lot. So <laughs> we're thinking either Austin or Dallas right now. And the main reason is, yeah, I, I've, my partner in California is going to move down there as well. And I think like the growth will be exponential once, you know, we're all in the same spot uh, instead of working virtually. Um, and then to talk about the business itself. So, like I said, I think I've mentioned that, you know, it started out with kind of content creation, just videography. Um, and then big thing for all entrepreneurs or people looking to, for anything, I mean, self-education is just so critical. Um, and so I learned more skills that are like, okay, you can do videography, And that's very much tied to social media. So it's like, okay, you can start running social media accounts for businesses. Um, And then you learn about that and you're like, Oh wait, there's a whole other element of social media, which is paid advertising. That's like, Oh, you can learn about those annoying Instagram Facebook ads that you see pop up and you're trying to scroll by, but they actually are this amazing vehicle for a lot of these businesses. Um, And then you're like, okay, so now I can learn that. Okay. Let's look at the e-commerce space. Let's niche down to fitness. And so, from Omedia, which was my initial agency, which was pretty much just me. I had uh, a few freelancers that worked with me. Um, we basically just did content creation, social media management, and advertising, um, for companies. And these were both local and across the country is more like e-commerce companies. Um, and my client, um, one of the clients I was working with called Yo Club. They blew up on TikTok, um, and the CEO of that was Canon. And, uh, Canon and I have been working together since I believe July or August of last year. And so Mm -hmm. I was an agency serving his brand and Canon has this insane track record of really building up a culture with brands. So a big issue that we see with a lot of these like startup fitness e-commerce brands is that they, they they struggle to like get that community. Like if you look at any big like fitness brand right now, as Alphalee, Gymshark, Ghost, any of these supplement companies, like, yes you can get fixated on the product itself like you can get fixated on the quality and all that stuff at the end of the day it's like are you putting on this shirt because you want the quality or are you like becoming a part of like this bigger community and brand and so canon has been like a rock star with the branding side um especially knowing tiktok he's one of the first guys to really like get into the tiktok space blow a brand up to you know six seven figures just through tiktok influencers um so canon basically came to me a month or two ago um and was like hey um you know I'm, i i have this i have this his other business partner zach who's based in california he is like a beast at like fashion design brand design and he has a whole production team like professional like cinema grade cameras and all that stuff he's like why don't we just pair together you tackle the paid advertising the email um things of that nature i'll tackle the influencer and affiliate programs Zach tackles the content creation media and branding side. And we just put our heads together and just launched these like huge high ticket offers to, um, establish brands. And a lot of these brands, and, and I was like, okay, let's do it. Like, you know, let, let's, try this out. And immediately we we're, it's, it's been insane. Like we, we've been hopping on so many calls, probably t- like 10 times the calls that I was doing on my own, which has wow. been amazing. And, um, the calls have been with like, I'd be like, Oh my God, we have a call with this company. Cause it's like yeah. this huge brand that like you, you might see it like GNC or, or target, but they're like, we get zero sales online. We don't know how to manage influencers. We don't know what we're doing. So like these established brands that like a lot of these brands, like we started in the nineties, early two thousands. They're like, this has become so hard because of TikTok <laughs> and everything. Like, how do you guys do it? And so, you know, and we're all like, I'm 21, Canon's 20. Zach's 22. So we're kind of these like young, young dudes jumping into this environment and being like, this is what you need to do. And it's Mm -hmm. been awesome. So yeah, that's what we do
1: in a nutshell. That's awesome, man. It's cool that you kind of came together as a group based off like connections and, and just your hard work, you know, in the first place and putting yourself out there. It's sort of what you said before, like these small steps, it's you know hitting everything that you're supposed to on the checklist and not looking towards like the end goal, like these opportunities fall in your lap and um right you know from the outside you know you could tell that story without any background and someone's like oh man that that must that must be so easy and then you're like yeah it sounds no, easy talk yeah. to me you should have talked to me like whatever whenever it was nine months ago over the summer like yeah yeah fully disagree <laughs> right so. right totally yeah yeah. It's cool that that's a product of hard work and it's coming to fruition for you. So that's awesome. And I guess we have two more questions left. One I end the the show with every time. Um, the last yeah. one I want to ask you based on your experience, what are some thoughts or tips or advice you have for anyone who's looking to start a business? Now, I know that's not for everyone. And a lot of people may say, well, I'm not you know, super interested in that. Um, but I feel like at some point throughout our twenties, especially now with kind of what's going on on social media, um, everyone sort of thinks about it, (laughs) you know, there's always a thought of like, well, what if I could do my own thing? What are, what are some things that you have to say to people in regards to that?
0: So I've been thinking about this a lot actually. Um, and I was actually, I might record a YouTube video right after this about this. Um, but I've been kind of meditating on the fact that it's not about talent. You're not untalented. Like you're just unskilled. And what I mean by that is like a lot of people look at entrepreneurs and of course there is some sort of talent that comes into it. You know, I mean, if you compare it to sports, like LeBron James is talented, right? Even with hard work, I personally can never be as good as him, but I think with business is a little different. It's not as dependent on talent. And so one thing that was very apparent and kind of what I touched upon before is that you're kind of your business and you are like very parallel, especially as a solopreneur, that's like a service provider. But even as any company, if you're really the only guy starting it off, like it's going to come down to your daily habits. Like it's very much attached to your own personal life. Um, and so um, realizing that and understanding that the ceiling that you're hitting, for example, let's just say you can't get a, you can't land the client for this new business you're running. It's not because you're like, you're not capable of doing it or you're untalented. You just need to learn that skills to actually communicate, Mm -hmm. sell it, and close a deal. And so you you look at that in a huge scale, right? So I always like do an audit of myself. It's like, okay, where where's my selling at right now? And then where am I trying to go? And then what are the skills I need to learn to get there? Because all it is is self education, learning how to better yourself, self improve yourself. Not only like in business, but also you know your personal habits. And and so that's why I'm so big on the content that I put out. Is like, I think that college you can kind of be disciplined, you know, get get in a really good routine, get stuff done, and you can can make huge strides in your life, Um, and so, yeah, I think for anyone that's looking to do it, it really comes down to self-education, books, podcasts, courses, anything like that, and uh, kind of the self-belief that you have to build, and uh, the self-belief really comes with those daily actions, um, because doubt is the biggest thing at first, imposter syndrome is huge, and then just having this kind of you, you might even have to fake the belief in yourself. Just be like, all right, I might, I feel like a moron right now, but I'm just going to show up and I'm just going to do it. And mm-hmm. if you can have that mentality and be, have the humility to just keep pushing
1: forward. Um, yeah. That you're going to get, you're, it's going to work. So that's my biggest thing. That's awesome. And you mentioned the self-education. It sounds like you are huge on that yourself from following your content. You can see that that's, that's the case. Any recommendations for people on where to start any, you know, book, podcast, uh, person to listen to aside from maybe mm-hmm. Gary V because we heard that already. <laughs> but, uh.
0: <laughs> yeah. And probably every, every, Gary V is everywhere. His strategy is just to put out as much content as possible. So everyone probably hears enough from him. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I think, I think, one, one book that I read recently, um, that is like, I think it came out in like 2012 or something it's called, um, what is it called? The Millionaire Fastlane It's such a cheesy name. And I like mm-hmm. hate this kind of cliche type book, but it's by MJ DeMarco. And essentially, um, it kind of rips apart the whole, I don't know if you're familiar with Dave Ramsey, but he basically is a guy uh, uh, yeah. like a financial guy. Okay, cool. So he's like a financial, um, yeah, exactly. That type of stuff. Right. So it's like, you know, save X amount, get out of debt. You know all that stuff. Um, in the defi- uh, not the defining decade. That was the other book I was gonna say uh, for the Millionaire Fast Lane. Um, it talks about there's people that are in this in this on the sidewalk in the slow lane in the fast lane. And so like the sidewalk is like putting pennies into your index funds or whatever every day. And then you know slow lane is maybe getting into mutual funds and whatever 401k stuff like that. And then the fast lane is not focused on limiting expenses they're more f- more focused on scaling income and building a vehicle that actually brings that income um so i think it's an excellent way of like you know he it's it's stupid because he says like you can get rich quick it's not like and i think you can get rich quick you can't get rich easy um so like you can get rich quick if you set up the system set up the vehicle that works for you and you no know, that's that's what i'm pursuing you know it's it's that's the goal is that, like you said don't want to be a millionaire by 65. I think it's in this day and age you can do it much, much quicker. Um and the other one I think is highly relevant to this podcast is the Defining Decade. Have you have you read that one?
1: That's that's partially the backdrop for this podcast. Yeah. You one said of my, you, one said, of my you said
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you said Define Decade. I love that book. I read that um I think in the fall or summer. Um yeah, it's just I, I love all the stories of her um clients that she this various where everyone's at in life because it, it's like People get so fixated on like I need to have this by this age and this of this age, married kids or make this much money, jobs. Bro, just like just take a seat back and just like figure it out for yourself. Because, yeah. you know, I think that at the same time, like the twenties aren't for you, you don't want to waste your twenties. you're you're high energy, you don't have kids for the most part, um, not married maybe. Um, so the twenties are just like it's just all action. And so uh yeah, I think those those books are relevant to your audience. I think for sure.
1: Awesome, awesome, and this is the question I end every podcast with. um, Maybe a bit different from from what you've talked about so far, and it's what's the best lesson you've learned or piece of advice you've been given in your twenties. Wow, <clears throat> best
0: piece of advice in twenties that's a tough one. Um, I think one of, one of my mentors who's actually one of my first clients. Um, and it kind of ties into patience. Mm -hmm. Um, but he talks, he, he was an entrepreneur and like, he's like 32 and he's now like really hitting the ground running. Mm -hmm. And he just basically like, I mean, this isn't really like a, a specific lesson, but the way that he communicated with me is like, look, man, like I've been through, if you're pursuing entrepreneurship, you're going to be punched in the face. You're going to fail a bunch of times, but like that whole, that, like that, that mentality and having that patience, it's going to pay off eventually. Um, and so I think just that overall kind of idea that I really got from him and that look, chill out. Cause when I first started, I literally was like, I was bro. I, I had, oh, what was it? I, I was, I went, it was junior year. I went back home for Christmas break and I was like, I'm going to start this video thing. And I set this crazy goal of making like $10,000 in month one. And I was so focused. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be, be a beast. And I was just so arrogant. And, and I don't know, it was just stupid. And then once I like, was just like, just need to chill. Like I could fail. This is also probably a Gary Vee thing, but like I could fail for the next five years. I'll be 26. I'll be young as hell and I could be mm-hmm. fine. And a lot of things, especially for us, we're all blessed to be, or most of us I'd say are blessed to live in the United States. Like we're, we're in a really good position where you can take risk and it won't be the end of the world if you fail. And Mm -hmm. I encourage anyone that has any thoughts in mind of pursuing something, to just go after it for a year, two, three years, keep pushing at it. And, um, yeah, I think it's highly worth it. And and the risk and the limitations are only those that you really set in your mind. So,
1: yeah. Unreal. Great way to end the podcast, man. Pat, it was such a pleasure to have you on. This was a great conversation. I think people are going to find a ton of value from this podcast. Where can everyone find you on social media? Plug whatever you want, plug the business again, (laughs) whatever.
0: Yeah. um, uh, Yeah. I'll plug my TikTok is kind of my proud work. I kind of just like TikTok right now. So it's at Patrick N.O. Driscoll. Uh, Instagram is the same um and i'm getting back on the youtube grind um so you can find me on youtube patrick rodriscoll uh talking more about self-development there so uh yeah that's where you find me and uh look forward to seeing you guys all in my comments yeah
1: yeah go give patrick some love guys we we appreciate him being on and you can find the podcast on instagram at two zero vision pod that's 20 vision pod i'd love if he gave us a follow And that's it for this week, guys. Thank you for tuning in and listening. I look forward to bringing you a new episode of the 20 Vision Podcast next week.